The Crow Show on Triple M with Sauce. Sauce, a left foot snap, and he gets his second goal. And Tomo. I've never played the game, okay, so you can clip me to buggery. Hello to you, South Australia. Great day for your company once again on this Sunday morning. You're here with Sauce and Tomo for the next hour. The Crows radio show. 208 games to his name. Dominated the hit outs, the showdown medals, <laughs> whatever he could, our big man. Saucy, hello, mate. Very, how are you, Tomo, mate? Oh, it's good. great to be here on the Sunday morning again, ahead of a big game again against oh, yeah. the Kangaroos. Absolutely. Well, we hope it's a big game well, anyway. Well, we just really need to pull the socks up down there in Tassie, <laughs> oh, don't we? Bring out the long sleeves, That's... pull the socks up, and let's get the W. And what about the diversity in the weather? Obviously, up the Gold Coast last yeah, week, and the sun was out, and now we're heading down to Tassie. So hopefully, we can get it done this Ab- afternoon. Absolutely, be, be fantastic. So uh, hopefully, that can springboard us in the second half of the year for sure, mate. We've got a big, big show. Uh, Tommy Duda is going to join us on game day, which is good. We're doing another edition of Know Your Crow. Yeah, we uh, we enjoy that. Always good to find out a little bit more about the boys, and uh, obviously, two stars oh, blokes yeah. I uh, played a little bit of footy with. Yep, Rory Laird as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, once again, fantastic for him to come on board pre-game. Yep. And a club favourite, oh, yeah. Richie Douglas. Wasn't he just consistent, hard? He was brilliant. He was, and we got some uh, some very fun questions for Dougie. Yep, looking forward to that. Stick with us, Adelaide. This is the Crows Radio Show on Triple M. Rory Laird joins us right now, two-time best and fairest, and they call him the desk because he looks like a freaking desk. Good morning to you, laddie. <laughs> hey, boys, how are you? Thanks oh. for having me on. Mate, top of the world. Thanks so much for joining us on game day and all the very best down there in Tassie today. Hopefully we can get the chockies. Yeah, mate, it's uh, pretty cold, but um, we should be right, mate. It's a little bit of a contrast to last week from the Goldie, but um, it's just nice to be down here, and we'll, we'll try and uh, get the four points. I like it, mate. <laughs> now, Doss, we don't like to talk about too uh, too much current sort of stuff, but your form's obviously been pretty strong this year. Um, you just sort of ca- keep carrying on, mate. You, uh, you, you always know fuss. Um, just your form in the midfield's been really strong throughout this year. Yeah, mate, it's sort of picked up a little bit from what I was doing last year and um, finding it a little bit more comfortable throughout there and um, just picking up a few cues and, and things to do. And um, I was sort of learning a fair bit last year with it and the year before when um, Nixie threw me in there. So, um, yeah, as I said, walking through, uh, working through that, I should say, um, it'd be pretty nice to have you hitting to me, Saucy. <laughs> it's a bit too late on that. So, yeah. um, no, I really enjoy my time in there. Now, you, you never miss. You never miss a training session for, for all the listeners out there. Every, every session you just roll out whatever it is do you put a lot of emphasis on your preparation now i know you've got a sauna at home which you've obviously investing in um you're a big american sportsman and they love investing in their body is this something that you do yeah i think um it started you know when we were playing together daniel talia sort of went through a sort of routine that he did and i sort of jumped on his back a little bit there's a lot of time spent in the pool and the ice bath and um a lot of time that as you said i've invested in a sauna with you know texan and uh maddie crouch so we've all got one at home which i think is um really amazing for the body we've got a couple here at the club now too so i'm a big massage man too and a big big physio man so um i do a fair bit throughout the week and i just found that the more i do the better i feel so um, on top of that, you know, training pretty hard throughout the week, which we do. It's a it's a nice balancing combo to have. Now, uh, obviously, you, you love your preparation. Is is gaming a part of this? Oh. Sitting down and uh, crunching out a few hours on Call of Duty. Saw thumbs on me, Aaron. Saucy, I've actually I've actually retired. Oh no! Oh, no. Yeah, hung no, up the I've, controller. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> What's uh, happened there? No, I've just sort of dropped away. It's you know, just growing up, just become yeah, an adult, maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, a bit of maturity at the age of twenty eight. But um, no, so to say, I retired on top. So if I didn't, <laughs> but no, no, it's, it's in 
the uh, it's in the uh, the back shed at the moment, so not doing too much. Hey, Laddie, I want to take you back to 2011, mate. Pick five in the rookie draft, and you trained with Essendon as well prior to the draft. So, how did you how did you feel that night when you you know you didn't get done in the national draft, but the rookie draft, and to win two BNFs off that, mate? It's an incredible feat. Yeah, it was it was obviously disappointing. I, I sort of went in about fifty fifty. Um, you know, my manager at the time sort of said, "Oh, you might be a late late uh, peak chance," but um, I knew if anything, it was probably more of a rookie chance. And um, that night we missed, and I was just with my family, so it was a very small uh, gathering. And then um, it was actually uh, pretty lucky. The next day, the Crows called me and sort of they didn't fully commit, but they said, "Oh, look, we're a really really high chance of taking in the rookie draft." So. It actually gave me a bit of peace of mind that I could prep for that. It was back when the rookie draft was about two or three weeks later. So um, it allowed me to actually train with Essendon, as you said, which was cool. I was, an, I was a big Essendon man growing up. And um, so I sort of got the best of both worlds as I stayed here with my family and that uh, made it a little bit easier. So uh, hopefully repaid a bit of the faith back with a, you know, a, a longer career off the rookie list. Yeah, absolutely. And signed five years as well at the start of uh, last year, which is fantastic. Now, now the, the nickname interests me, Letty. Not let the <laughs> desk. I, I love it. Who gave it to you, please? And Because uh, I reckon this needs some more airtime. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's one of about 25. Got, you got, you've got so many. Has he sourced? Oh, he's got a lot. Oh. Got, there's, a, there's a lot. I, I think it came, I know DOS came from Ricky Henderson. I Doss. think this was from Smithy, but it was sort of, I think it was a bit of both, to be honest. So <laughs> I think Rick and, and Brody picked that up together. So um, yeah, sort of stuck. No, I like it. Now, uh, Nix is obviously coaching you at the moment, but this isn't the first time you used to have had contact. Um, I've heard you're the, uh, the, the coach's favourite, and that oh, stems wow. back to your Scotch days. He coached you when you were at college, mate. Yeah, yeah, he was my coach for two years at uh, at Scotch. So I think when I was in year ten, and year eleven, um, and then he, I think he got a gig in the AFL. I think he went to Port, and um, so yeah, he moved on. But he played me pretty much the same. He actually took me from the midfield and put me at half back, and in the AFL, he went around the other way. So <laughs> I've known Nixie for a few years, and um, you know, it's it's great to be you know back being coached by him. And um, yeah, as I said, we've got a pretty good relationship. Now, Laddie's a bit of a regular on with the Rush Hour boys as well, yep. Saucy. So. Uh, uh, have you noticed the sophistication in this interview compared to the one with Jarman there, lady? <laughs> I just spend the whole time laughing with the other people. <laughs> yeah, I not say anything. He asks three questions every time that he, he asks him, and they're all about your car. What's the story there? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had a car deal with Toyota for a while, and they, they sort of chucked me whatever car they didn't think would ever sell. So I was driving around in a really dark brown one for a while. And, <laughs> and every time I'd have a different car. So I'm in a white Kluger now, very basic. Um, so they, they sort of dropped off that, which is actually pretty nice. Uh, you're a good man, lady. Good. Thank you so much for joining us on Game Day, mate. Your form has been electric. We're loving it. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm handing over the reins to you, Saucy. You've got Tommy Duday on the line, and you're going to do a bit of Know Your Crows. Yes, yes. Uh, welcome, Tommy. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. I'm excited for this one. Now, this is a bit of fun. I, I like this segment because it's always good. Um, supporters and fans always want to know more about the uh, the current playing list. So, oh, yeah. Um, so I'll be throwing some questions at you, Tommy. So you've got 10 of the best. I'd, I'm keen to get your thoughts. So the first player that comes to your mind and a little bit of info will be good. So first one, mate, if you were stuck on a desert island, which teammate um, would you like to be stuck there with? Um, I'll go with... Oh, I was going to say Elliot Himmelberg because he's a big movie man as well. <laughs> hey. um, but if I can't have access to 
DVD, oh, not DVDs, but like Netflix yep. and stuff, I'd probably go with Ned McHenry or Nick Murray because they've got a bit of farmer about them. So yep. they could probably catch food because I'm hopeless in that area. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, if your car broke down, which teammate are you ringing? Um, definitely not Lockie Shoal because oh. he's down multiple times and uh, he never fixes it. I actually yep. tried to chuck the other day. It didn't yep. work. Um, who would I call? Uh, maybe the same too. Maybe Nick Murray. It's probably. I was going to say it's probably another country boy the question. Mars, isn't it? Yeah, again, not me though. I've got no idea. <laughs> Which player would still need their mum to do their washing? Oh come on! Oh, that is that's limitless. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say every one of our one to four year boys, except for Lockie Glenn. Oh, no. <laughs> He's a smart man, Lockie Glenn, isn't he? Just quickly. Switched on. Yeah, very switched on. I, to be honest, he might not be good with washing, but he's just the one that you'd assume would be able to do it. Yeah. If you had a daughter, or hopefully you do one day, which young player would you like to have dating her? Oh, hell. She's <laughs> um, a good one. Um, I, I've, I've had uh, Lockie Shoal live with me when, when he first moved over and he's extremely polite and uh, yep. very very kind to my partner, Em. Uh, very uh, appreciative when we're cooking meals and whatnot. So I'll go with him just because he, I'm he's, a good boy. He's, yeah. he's very respectful, Lockie Shoal. He's, he's high very, up on the list with a few. He's a favourite. Um, yeah. Three quick fire sport ones. Who is the best basketballer? Myself. Yeah, yeah. That has actually come up a couple of times. Uh, best soccer player? Oh, Joshua, Joshua Shelley. Yeah, that, that comes up every time. And finally, the most yeah. controversial one, the best golfer. Um, if you ask Darcy Fogarty, he'll say himself. Yep. Uh, but I'll go with uh, Paul Season. Been out yeah. of it for a little bit, but he's, uh, he's the sharpest. Yeah. All right, now we don't want to cue uh, you in previously, but who is the quiet academic achiever? Someone who's actually smart but doesn't get much credit for it. Um, Andy McPherson's known pretty well amongst the, the group as a switched on unit, but he probably doesn't get the public acclaim he deserves. So yep. I'll go with him. Yeah, I like that. Give him some credit. If you had one more holiday for the rest of your life, where are you going? Oh, I'll give you that one, source. I reckon you'd be able to get it. America. Yeah. Nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere over there. I thought you were going to say uh, Drolson. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. But, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's next on the list, Tom. Who's the most entertaining teammate to follow on social media? Um, ben Davis is probably the most active, um, but I don't mind um, some of Paddy Parnell's well, efforts. He's he's been very good. I might have to get on Paddy yeah. and have a follow. Elstra posts and stuff. He's taken a bit of uh, a bit of liberty with it and changed the, the the briefing, and he's done very well. Yeah, very good. Uh, name a teammate who is most likely to be a senior coach. Um, ben Keys loves footy. Easy. Loves strategy of it as well beautiful beautiful and finally and once again mate this isn't uh this is an intended intended one way or the other if you could play with one former crow who would it be <laughs> we played together so you can't say me oh yeah true um oh, i'd go with benny hart down back yes love that well so it uh it makes sense now nah, beautiful tommy thanks for coming on and and getting us to know your crows appreciate it fellas 104.7 Triple M. This is the Crows Radio Show with Source and Tom. We're also on Listener as well, L-I-S-T. And uh, catching up with Richard Douglas very, very shortly. I'm looking forward to that chat thoroughly, Source. He should be yeah. a beauty. Um, right now, though, we play the North Melbourne Football Club today, so we thought we'd just go through a couple of moments. We've got a fair bit of history against North. That's it. Okay. Good history, too. Oh, very good history, I very tell you. A couple of um, yeah, moments in time and the top three moments against the North Melbourne Football Club that we've handpicked and uh, play them out live on air, Source. Exactly right. We'll go straight to the audio, Tomo, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll unpack them. As well, wouldn't it? Yanch, long ball back towards the square for Not sure if he hit the ball. Walker, swung on to the left. He's kicked five. 
first game as skipper. Ah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it was. So that was uh, Phil Walsh's first game um, for the Crows at yep. Adelaide Oval. So the big Texan had obviously just been given the captaincy. Yep. Um, he'll let us know that he... Uh, I'm sure he'll text in and let us know that he actually kicked six that day. He but, did he uh, really? Six goals, five and 20... Uh, I think it was 21 touches. First so game as captain. Big and, game. And obviously you're around the joint right then as well. And the yeah. the faith and... I don't know what the, the right word... What the right word is, but the, the faith that he... Phil Walsh put in text yeah. when no one else saw absolutely. it from the not, outside. Not, 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 not a leader. Say? Yeah, absolutely. Not as, not yeah. as a leader either. So um, obviously Tex is a, a big personality and mm. he, he plays obviously with a lot of aura as well. So, um, you know, it was, it was left field at the time, but for him to get the acknowledgement from Walsh, he was really special and he uh, the big fella backed it up round one against Kangaroos. Yeah, quite incredible. So six and, on... And he got the shirt ripped off as well. So he, uh, uh, well, he got the guns out. My, my mail is he might have done that himself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number two. Now, this is an unbelievable... You don't even need to see the mark to know what we're talking yeah, about no, right now. Ride the moment. Because he crept up a yard or so. Gives it his best. Mantra! Oh, that is the mark of the year. What I'll say mark. now, no one will beat that. That's the biggest leap since Jill Porter ran second in the 56 <laughs> I've got no idea what that second reference means, <laughs> and I don't need to. <laughs> So, obviously, Mods was at the top of his game through this period. Oh. Um, took hanger after hanger. He loved taking him against North Melbourne as well. He took a couple of couple of big ones. Unbelievable, um, mate. But, yeah, it's, it's obviously one of the biggest grabs. And, and he was he was Adelaide's first rock star, wasn't he? Oh, mate. And, and, when I, and I've spoken to Graham Corns about this personally. And yeah. he said that he, he was almost bigger than Bradman. Yeah. Like, and he, and he's, he always prefaced it and said almost because, you know, Bradman yeah. was it, – it was huge. But, like, seriously. And he just – and for it to happen in South Australia as yep. well, and for us to live that is just unbelievable. Can you just imagine, like, if he was over in Victoria as oh, well? Oh, it'd be huge. He'd be even bigger right now. He, he gets enough, He gets more than enough credit over there, but yep. can you just imagine that if he was under their nose? Well, but it's just big for a, uh, a country boy from, from yeah. the Riverland. He, he gets sure. mentioned with Ablett, Locker, yep. you know, all these guys. So he's right up there, Dunstall. He's, he's right up there with the best. So, and uh, he, I think... Footy Park, which I know it was Amy Stadium when they finished, mm. but Footy Park is synonymous with with Tony Modra. Yeah, bloody I think uh, all his moments, you know, representing state footy and all that, he's one of the all time greats. Mods, yep. great call, mate. And the number one moment against the North Melbourne Football yeah, Club. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I think I think it's pretty obvious. The Crows are home. It's ticking away. They've done what we thought was impossible. They've been to Perth, to Melbourne, to Sydney, to Melbourne, and they've come back. Ah, incredible. Still gives me goosebumps. Saucy, I don't know about you, mate, but I reckon I've watched that thing about 100 times. <laughs> Once again, you, you hear Bruce mention it. To, to go to... Perth in yep. round 22. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously had to had to win over there just to get in the finals. Yeah, that's right. So um, I've got it in front of me here. They finished fifth at the end of the home away. Crazy. Crazy. So week one of the finals, they got belted by Melbourne. Belted. Yep. In front of 60,000 people at the MCG. And then they come back, do a job in the wet against Sydney. Sydney. Week three, obviously, uh, the Western Annihilated. Bulldogs. Yep. Smashed them. And we're just on an absolute rampage. In the first half of that, that game against the North Melbourne Football Club, it should have been done and dusted at halftime. He should have obviously uh, North Melbourne just kicked themselves out of the game and yep. then um, the superior fitness of the Crows, I mean we, we'd seen it 
in the 9 grand final, yes, yeah. but we saw it the year before and we saw it in a lot of other games that they just had this belief within the group yeah. that they could always um, win from any position and um, we know about the stars that, that obviously, you know, played that day and, and dominated as well. Incredible, mate. So 21 scoring shots to seven yep. at half time. <laughs> that like, is ridiculous. And, and like North Bell and then you end up with, yeah, it, it, quite incredible. So you have um, 23 scoring shots yourself in the second half, which yep. is just nuts. Like, yep. it's an incredible performance and, uh, yeah, everyone should go I've, back and uh, have a look at, at that. And I think for people our age, Tom, you know, now I'm, I'm 34. Yep. Is, I'm right in the sweet spot of the generation that grew up with those yeah, premierships. So uh, all these guys, it's as a past player, it's, it's I'm very fortunate to, be able to rub shoulders with these guys. These were my idols growing up. For sure. Hopefully we can get it done today down in Tassie against the North Melbourne Football Club. Guess galore. We just oh. keep on providing them sources. No doubt about that. Best and fairest winner for the Adelaide Crows. He's, uh, yeah, 246 games to his name. And a fan favourite, Richie Douglas, joins us. G'day, Dougie. How are you, mate? Good, boys. Good to have me on. I'm surprised it's taken this long. I listen every week. I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> finally got the call up, so I'm pretty uh, pretty chuffed over chat, lad. Don't act like we haven't been calling you, mate. You've been wiping <laughs> us off like a dirty ass. Seriously. Now, good to have you on board. And, um, yeah, we'd just love to reflect on your, on your time at the Crows, mate. 246 games, like I said, and a best and fairest as well. So how was that period of your life? Oh, it's pretty special. When you, I think every year that you're out and Source would attest to this, that it, you, you probably look back and um, reflect a little bit more and uh, you're probably more grateful for the opportunities you were given and for what you're able to achieve. So some lifelong friends and some fantastic memories. Um, a time that really goes super quick, but um, on reflection, I guess you become really proud of what you did achieve at the time. You probably walk away a little bit empty, not achieving the... The ultimate, but, uh, you know, really happy with with my journey in football, particularly the Crows. Yep. Now, Dickie, you're uh, statistically probably the most popular teammate by winning numerous uh, best team mans. Was this something that was a, a priority in your game, or I guess it just naturally evolved over time? Yeah, I probably evolved over time a little bit. I mean, uh, I was pretty lucky, mate. I, I did a little bit of sucking up to my teammates <laughs> and uh, threw out a few flies, you know, the vote, vote one. Yeah, well, you, uh, and Lynch, you and Lynchy going that. at it. <laughs> yeah, my campaign for the uh, the team animal was was quite lengthy, and uh, <laughs> I, I passed that on to Lynchy towards the end, and he took over the mantle. But um, no, it probably was. You know, I really did enjoy, um, particularly mentoring the youth coming through. I was, I was lucky enough to have a couple of good mentors when I was young, and um, just really cared for. The, the group and, and young guys coming through and got a real buzz out of it myself. So um, that probably reflected in, in, the, in those. So, um, yeah, that's something I walk away really proud with and to get it a couple of times. And now it's named, obviously, after the great Phil Walsh, which is pretty special too. So yeah, um, that's, a, that's a nice memory for me. Now, first round pick, obviously, mate, going in at uh, number 16 there. It took a year to debut, but when you did debut, it's a hell of a game. So you, you debut, you're one of the lucky ones to debut in a showdown, mate. How was that experience? Yeah, it was huge. It was, uh, I think it was round 21. Yep. 2006. So we were flying at that stage of the year. We, uh, we were top of the ladder, you know, getting close, going into finals. And um, we actually lost that one to Port, uh, who were not playing in the finals. So it um, often happens in, in showdowns that the uh, underdog gets the chockies. But it was good enough to stay in the side for round 22 in the first final against 
Frio, which is still one of the highlights of my career mm-hmm. in my third game playing a final yeah. at home and coming from behind and winning that was was really special and, and probably took it for granted as a as a 18, 19 year old that, that was just the norm. But um, unfortunately for me, I was don't know how, but got dropped for the great uh, Mark Rusciuto the next week. So I thought yeah. after three games, but uh, the skipper was coming back in, so I missed out on the prelim. But it was just, you know, I was more than happy just to be a part of it at that stage in my career, and it was a, it was a great building block for me going forward. And obviously, being a Vic Country boy, to debut in a showdown, did you understand how big a hype that was, or how big a thing that was, Dougie? No, I had no idea. Yeah, to be right. So, I mean. We didn't even get it on TV over in Victoria at that stage. You, yep. you obviously knew that it was a two-team town and you thought it was a pretty significant rivalry. And um, I'd only been living in Adelaide for probably nine, ten months at that stage. So, you know, it was all over the paper and the news. So you get a bit of a understanding of it, but not, you know, not until you run out on the ground and you feel the emotion and the passion from the the uh, fans and there's a few you know punch-ups out the ground and it really <laughs> and you, get thrown in the, <laughs> you get thrown in the deep end pretty quick and that uh, rivalry within you builds pretty strongly and um lucky enough uh, you know along with sauce we played in some fantastic yeah. showdowns over my career and um was just really lucky to be a part of that and some of the best games i played in now, Dougie, uh, a, a quick little story is we, we, we had a thing called the Blue Collar Boulevard, Tomo, uh, oh, yeah. which was lockers 23 through to 26. Right. Um, through that period, we're all rookies, but you're allowed one blemish to stay in the uh, Blue Collar Boulevard. <laughs> oh, yeah, in the gang. You mentioned before Dougie's blemish was that he's a first-round draft pick. Oh, is that right? So in the Blue Collar Boulevard, his blemish was that he was a draft pick, but yep. he wasn't able to carry himself like a first-round draft pick. Gotcha. And I think you did that pretty well, Dougie. You, uh, you were pretty selfless. And was the Blue Collar Boulevard, did that sort of have an impact on how you played the game? Yeah, I did, mate. It's a great, uh, great story because we did take the piss out of it a little bit. We did. I think I really, and I know we did. We took some pride in playing that way, absolutely. Run and that, as I said, that blue collar style away. So. I often shoot uh, the great truck rut and a few texts, and I just say, mate, I know you're struggling a bit the bombers, but you just need to get a few more blue-collar players. Okay, a bit like the Boulevard back in the day. So He was the king. Um, he was the king of the Boulevard. Yeah, he was the mayor, wasn't he? He used to call himself the mayor of the Boulevard. And, um, no, Tommy Lynch always wanted to just get himself into the Boulevard, being number 27, but we had to tuck him around at Lynch Lane. So <laughs> we, we couldn't get him in there because he just, as Tor said, too many blemishes. He was a first-round pick himself. Oh, he's already, already, had a, already had a redhead in there. Yeah, so exactly. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he carried himself he, like a uh, Victoria didn't Metro. chase, didn't tackle, just yeah. wanted to be on the end of it in the cream. So yeah, um, he was stuck at Lynch Lane, unfortunately, for Tommy. Nah, I love it, Doug. And um, obviously when you, you finished up in 2019, and you went back to Sample ranks, mate. A couple of years on the parade with Nord. How did that fare? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I probably wasn't quite uh, ready to hang them up from a footy point of view. So um, went out to the legs and, and really loved it. Just wanted to give back to the community a little bit and enjoyed working with the senior players there and some of the young boys as well. Um, ideally would have um, been able to win a premiership there but not to be um, but really enjoyed my two years there and also last year with Jade Rawlings fantastic coach of yep. the Red Legs and learned quite a lot from him as well um, so still you know stay involved or not involved so much but still in contact with those boys and um, it's a great club with great history so I feel really lucky and blessed that I've been able to you know, play there for two years and now, ran off my career. You're you're a western you're a western suburbs living boy, but you're entrenching yourself over the east, mate. You're helping out with St Peter's College as well, which is good for post footy. 
I am, mate. Yeah, I've been there for almost three years now, so um, really loving it. Fantastic school, great community, um, some really talented boys uh, at the school through all, all the grades. Um, so I've been lucky enough to impart some knowledge and um, just learn about a different system and, and, you know, how that whole school system works and um, really enjoyed it. A great, as I said, great community. Um, they're really well connected and just really enjoying what I'm doing and, and, and imparting some knowledge and, and getting a lot out of it myself. I love it, mate. You're a star. Thank you so much for joining us on the Crows Radio Show on this Sunday morning. Dougie, enjoy the rest of your weekend, brother. Good on you, lads. Go Crows. Thanks, Dougie. See you, mate. 104.7 Triple M. There's been the Crows radio show for another Sunday morning. And I tell you what, our man Saucy has been at the top of his game. Once again, super saucy, super. What's on for the rest of the day, please, mate? You going to yeah. settle in and watch the Crows? Oh, we will, mate. Uh, another radio show ahead of a, a big game against the Kangaroos. Um, probably for different reasons, a big game. So mm. um, just need to make sure we get the W and, yep. and get our season back on track. Always a little bit, uh, not scary, but it can be a bit of a danger game heading down to Tasmania, no matter who you play. Yeah, it is. They, they play, play it well down there mm. um, uh, North Melbourne yeah, so um, yeah so let's let's hope we get the uh, get the win but as always Tomo follow us on uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram TikTok your favourite oh, yeah, uh, get you on there boomeranging um, <laughs> and, uh, and and get in contact us at the Crows Radio Show at afc.com.au yep that's what it's all about and listener as well is where you need to head for the podcast L-I-S-T-N-R see you next Sunday Saucy have a great weekend and you two out there Adelaide see you bye